0: Hello, I'm Jamis,
1: and I'm Tessa.
0: Welcome to our podcast that celebrates wordiness
1: and nerdiness, and sometimes plain
0: absurdness.
1: Please join us for today's episode of your, your new, new favorite, favorite
0: word. Thank you for joining us this week with episode twenty-eight. Tessa's going to kick things off for us with her favorite word. What have you got for us this week, Tessa?
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for asking. Uh, This week I was thinking about the word usurp. U-S-U-R-P. It's always had kind of an intriguing sound for me, but it doesn't seem to be related to any other words in an obvious way. So I was curious about where it came from. Sure. So to usurp is to seize and hold by force or without legal authority. An example from the OED is, my uncle usurped my birthright. And this comes to us, the word usurp, in the 14th century through French, originally from Latin, usupare, to make use of, or seize for use. So we have a root, usus, U-S-U-S, meaning a use, and repere, to seize. So that "rp." comes from an expanded word, rapere. This is, theoretically, from a Proto-Indo-European reconstructed root, R-E-P, and or R-E-U-P. And the meaning of both of these roots is to snatch. To snatch. And just... As I was looking that up, I was suddenly very curious about the word snatch. So I'm going to go on (laughs) just a little side road here before we come back to usurp and its roots. The word snatch was super fascinating to me. Okay. So the meaning that we usually associate with it, to lay hold of suddenly or to grab, right, is from the early 14th century. But earlier than that, it meant more specifically to make a sudden snap or bite, kind of like a dog will snap at something.
0: Oh.
1: And the origin of this isn't really certain, but it says it's perhaps from an unrecorded Old English word snacken <laughs> <laughs> or Middle Dutch snacken to snatch or chatter. And it is said to be related to the word snack. So uh-huh. that took me on a little bit of a <laughs> trip through the etymology of snack. Now, we think of that as meaning to have a mere bite or morsel or eat a light meal. But that didn't come around until the 1800s, that meaning. Okay. Earlier in the 1300s, to snack meant to bite or snap like a dog. Like
0: a dog, okay. Yeah,
1: So, and you think about just kind of the onomatopoeic idea of snack, like kind of the sound that that makes, right? And it says it's probably from Middle Dutch or Flemish snacken snatch or snap. And there's an etymologist named Watkins who traces that to a hypothetical, dramatic, imitative root, meaning from the sound, right? We mm-hmm. make the word, making it sound like that, SNU, forming words having to do with the nose. And so this was super fascinating to me. There were a lot of words that start with this S N. And different things after it that have to do with the notes. And the idea is that it's imitative of the sound of a sudden drawing of breath. Okay. (laughs) Like a snort. Right? Or a snore. And some other words. Okay. Snout. Snoot. Okay. Or snooty. Sniff. Snuff. Snivel. Or sniveling. Right? Snore, snooze, snort, uh, <laughs> snoop, to put your nose in somewhere, uh-huh. right? Snap or snatch, which we were talking about. Schnauzer, which means literally a growler in German. And then my favorite, snot. <laughs> now, I would have thought, if you would have asked me, that that was more of a slang term that came around more yeah. recently. But in Old English, "gusnot" meant nasal <laughs> mucus. That's been around with us since Old English.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: And they had a verb, snite, to wipe or pick one's nose. Snite. <laughs> <laughs> so that is fascinating to me. I would never have guessed. But So these words are all theoretically associated with this root in Germanic languages that means snout or nose. Right, so snap and snatch originally had to do with biting with a snout, like a a dog might yeah. do. So coming back to that idea of snatch, so this root that's uh, a precursor of usurp. So one form of this ver of this root, excuse me, is rep r e p, and. It's some different words have come to us from that root. So we have the RP that are retained and an RV in some of them. So rapacious, mm-hmm. right? Rape, rapid, rapt, rapt, ravage and ravish, and surreptitious. So we oh, got wow. the RP in there. Yeah. So these are words I would never have connected without looking up this etymology. They're fascinating. Interestingly, I wondered if rapier might be yeah, related, but it's not. It's, it's not. from a different root. Okay. And then we have the reconstructed root, root R-E-U-P, to snatch. So we have some more R-P verbs, or words, excuse me, R-V, and also R-B. So rip, bereave, right? Yeah. Yep. Rubato, a musical term meaning to steal time, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Rob and robe, presumably referring to garments taken from the enemy as spoils. Oh so, wow! Like someone that comes in and ravages or ravishes a people. They steal their clothing. They they take their robes. That's fascinating to me. Yeah, and. Interestingly, maybe mysteriously, the word loot also comes from this same root, L-O-O-T. So these kinds of words are all related to snatch and steal. Wow,
0: that's really fascinating.
1: Yeah, and then one of my favorites, ruble, so like the Russian money, right? It comes from an old Russian word that descends from this root as well, rubiti. And today in Russian, rubit means to chop down. Right, so in Old Russian it meant to chop, cut, or hew with an axe. Okay. Uh, Apparently, because the original metallic currency of Russia around the 14th century consisted of silver bars from which the necessary amount was cut off. So Uh you would cut. Yeah, a certain amount, and that would be your ruble, your cutting. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then we have the Latin word rumpere to break that comes from these roots as well. And so we have words like rupture, abrupt, bankrupt, corrupt, disrupt, erupt, interrupt. (laughs) These are all related. You can see the RP in Uh all of those. And this leads to my actual new favorite (laughs) word that comes from this Latin root, Rupiculus. r-u-p-i-c-o-l-o-u-s have you heard that word i have never heard
0: that word before
1: i love this word it means thriving among or inhabiting rocks (laughs) r-u-p-i-c-o-l-o-u-s so it's used most often in a scientific sense to refer to plants or animals right so this was an example sentence the eggs of the rupiculous rosy finch Defied a small army of searchers for seventy-nine years. (laughs) (laughs) So a kind of finch that lived among rocks. Okay. So there it comes from a Latin root root rupis, meaning steep or rocky cliff or crag. This idea of broken, right? You can envision the, the broken surface of a steep rocky cliff. And that all descends from the same root. Rep or roop to snatch. So I love that word, rupiculous. To me, it <laughs> sounds like something I would like to start using incorrectly in a way that reflects <laughs> its sound. So these so called facts are completely rupiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: It's kind of susian almost.
1: Yes. So that's where my search took me. I'm a little bit of a wandering path this time, but it was interesting.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much for sharing that. That's really cool.
1: Well, how about you, Jameis? What's your new favorite word this week?
0: Okay, so this is a word that you and I kind of discovered together this week. So it won't be new to you, but hopefully it'll be new to our listeners. So I'm going to spell a word, and I want you following along at home to picture it in your head. I want you to picture it in your head, and then clearly and without hesitation, I want you to say it aloud. (laughs) Are you ready? I don't care if you're on the train commuting or on an airplane or in a library. I don't care if your spouse is asleep in bed next to you. I want you to say this word out loud and confidently. Ready? You're going
1: to have some angry spouses.
0: Here's the word. Nice and slow. V-I-C-T-U-A-L. So one more time. V-I-C-T-U-A-L. Got it? Now, say it aloud. Don't be shy. If you pronounced it victual, you're in good company. (laughs) At the very least, you're in the same company with Tessa and me, and I like to think we're pretty good company. (laughs) But according to every dictionary we checked, including Merriam-Webster, American Heritage, and even the venerable Oxford English Dictionary, the word is properly pronounced vittle. (laughs) Vittle, seriously. I've known this word for decades now, and I have always pronounced it in my head as victual. And I've definitely heard the word vittles as well, but in my head I spelled it V-I-T-T-L-E-S. And it is actually spelled that way sometimes. But why would I ever suspect that victual and vittles were the same word? (laughs) So our eyes were opened this week when Tessa shared this poem with me by Carl Sandberg called We Must Be Polite. She'd been reading it with our two youngest kids.
1: It's a great poem. You should read it.
0: Absolutely. It is a fun poem. And it used this word, V-I-C-T-U-A-L-S, with a little footnote with a hint about how to pronounce it as vittles. (laughs) So when you saw that footnote, Tessa, what was your reaction?
1: Well, I had always connected those two words, but in my idea, my opinion, vittles was more just a dialectical pronunciation of the more proper, in my idea, (laughs) victuals. But yeah. I was
0: wrong. Absolutely. That was kind of my impression, too. So I when I overheard your conversation with the kids, it was about that point. I was incredulous. There was no way that was the same word. So as one does, I turned to the Merriam-Webster <laughs> Dictionary on my phone. And to my astonishment, it gave the pronunciation as vittles. You suggested that I check out the American Heritage Dictionary, which I did. But it only confirmed the Merriam-Webster pronunciation. And when the OED itself agreed with those two, well...
1: We had to admit we were wrong. <laughs> we had to admit <laughs> we were wrong.
0: Our minds were absolutely blown. Our <laughs> worlds were rocked. But I also immediately wanted to know, how do you go from vittle to victual and vice versa? Like how does, how does that spelling and pronunciation happen that's so different? Yeah, great question. So it turns out that the word came to English from an old French word, vitale. V-I-T-A-I-L-L-E. Lots of different er, uh, spellings, of course, because Old French, you know. Yes. So English incorporated the word and just shifted the stress to the first syllable, vital, instead of vital. However, the Old French word was itself derived from a Latin word, victualis, Mm. from the Latin word victus, meaning food. Some clever person in the 16th century decided that the English word needed to be spelled more like its Latin ancestor, but they forgot to update the pronunciation as well. (laughs) So we're left with the word spelled like its Latin root, but pronounced like the old French version it was lifted from. And we get vittles, spelled V-I-C-T-U-A-L-S. So there's an ironic twist to this story, though. Wondering how the French say the word now, centuries after the word was borrowed into English, I looked up Vittel in my English-French dictionary. The answer? (laughs) Victuai. So apparently the French added the C back into the word sometime (laughs) after we borrowed it from them. (laughs) As if it were all some kind of game to them. Some cruel prank and a petty revenge for the Anglo-French wars or something. I can picture them over there shrugging their shoulders and gaslighting the English-speaking world. What are you talking about? We've always (laughs) pronounced it this way. (laughs) At any rate, Tessa and I went from this discovery to wondering what other words in English have bizarrely different pronunciations. I mean, I'm not talking about the trivial silent initial K in knife and night, or the silent P in psychology. Silent S's and other consonants are kind of par for the course in English. They're the normal kind of weird. (laughs) I want the really weird ones. (laughs) So it turns out that naval terminology is a kind of hotbed for these things. Like the ship's officer in charge of equipment, called the bosun, spelled boat swain. Yes. Or the upper edge of a ship's side, called the gunwale, gun whale, Or a short raised deck at the fore end of a vessel, called the folksle, <laughs> forecastle, forecastle. <laughs> but there's also kiribus, kiribati which is the name of an island in the Pacific, name of a country in the Pacific. And this pronunciation seems bizarre until you learn that in the Gilbertese language of Kiribati, T-I is pronounced S. The Kiribati Islands were originally called the Gilbert Islands, named for Captain Thomas Gilbert, and Kiribus is how the word's, word Gilberts is rendered in that language. Gilberts, Kiribati. It reminds me of the movie The Other Side of Heaven, where the main character's surname Groberg is rendered in the native island language as Garipoki. <laughs> and the last word i could find along these lines is the shakespearean sounding blackguard, <laughs> black guard which is likely to have originated as a mock military reference to the servants of a household black either because of their livery or because of the nature of their work, which resulted in their clothing being often sullied. Interesting. By the mid-1700s, the word had come to mean one of low or worthless character, by much the same sense evolution as the words villain, churl, and boor, mm-hmm. all of which originally just referred to someone of humble social standing. Yeah. But vittles is my new favorite word this week because it totally blew my mind. So if any of you out there know other words like this, spelled vastly different from how they're pronounced, please send them over because
1: it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, we would love to hear about that and any other favorite words that you have to share with us. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.